This is the Middle East Report, your connection to truthful reporting on Israel and the Middle East. I'm John Riley. I've traveled to Israel many, many times, and whenever I go to Israel, I always go to the Golan Heights. It's a beautiful part of Israel, and it's also a very strategic area for the Jewish people in the land of Israel. I spoke to IDF Major Yaakov Sullivan, an active combat reservist in the Armored Corps Division and founder of Slingshot Israel, about why he feels that area of the country is so strategic. Well, the Golan Heights is located in the northeast of Israel. It's super important for Israel and in general, geographically, uh, for three main uh, reasons. Uh, the first thing, if I go back to ancient history, two important roads that cross the Middle East, the King's Path coming from east, from uh, the desert of Syria and Iraq, and from the Far East past that, and uh, the Via Maris, the way of the sea, both go through the Golan Heights. So that's one thing that made it historically an important region. The second thing is that we are in the Middle East, a very dry region. And the most important water source in Israel is the Sea of Galilee. And the Golan Heights, first of all, controls the Sea of Galilee, uh, because when you say Golan Heights, it's a very high region. And when you're standing on the Golan Heights, on the slopes, you are controlling the Sea of Galilee. But not only that, the waterheads that lead to the Jordan River, which feeds the Sea of Galilee, Sea of Galilee, uh, are all located in the Golan Heights. And the third thing is that if you are now in northern Israel, in the Galilee, you're controlled by the Golan Heights. Now, if we look quick, very quickly historically, there was a very strong Jewish community in the Golan Heights in the time of the Second Temple. And when the Romans wanted to take out the Great Revolt, they weren't successful in taking out Jerusalem. And they realized they need to come from the north, from the periphery. And they went to the Galilee and they went to the Golan Heights. And only when they took out the northern stronghold, they were able to move uh, to the center, to the heart, to Jerusalem. I'll just say that there was an epic battle in a city called Gamla, not far from where I'm talking to you from now, in which the Romans beat the Jews and uh, thousands of Jewish fighters jumped off a cliff to their death in order not to surrender to the Romans, and they wanted to die uh, as heroes. And for 1,900 years, there was no Jewish sovereignty over the Golan. Jews lived in the Golans for years after the destruction of the Second Temple. There were a quarter of a million Jewish people living there. Till today, we have dozens of ancient synagogues from those times, but no Jewish sovereignty. And in 1967, in the Six-Day War, there's a turning point. After 19 years, from 1948, the establishment of the modern state of Israel, until 1967, the Syrians controlled the Golan. They always tried uh, tilting the waterheads from the Sea of Galilee, which we spoke about. And they were harassing the lives. They were making life miserable for the Israeli pioneers living in the Galilee. Every average of 45 days, there was a battle day with uh, bombs shot from the Golan. Remember, we spoke about the height, the strategic control on Israeli pioneers. Life is miserable. And in the fifth and sixth day of the Six Day War, the, after the Syrians began shooting at Israel, Israel used the opportunity to return the Golan Heights to be part of the state of Israel. And so from 1967 until today, the Golan is under Israeli control. That means, uh, first of all, we can protect northern Israel. Secondly, we can protect the Sea of Galilee. And third, and some will say most important, we're able to live 
where our forefathers lived. You know, just by where I live, there's an ancient synagogue that was restored 1,500 years after it was destroyed in an earthquake. If you'd like to reach out to IDF Major Yakov Sullivan, you can do that by visiting slingshot.co.il. That's slingshot.co.il. That's the Middle East Report podcast of the show are available wherever you get your podcast. I hope you'll follow me. The podcast is also available at AFR.net. Thanks for listening.